0: Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss modern-day Jane Austen adaptations. Now covering Emma Approved, I'm Jillian Davis. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez. Keep up with
1: us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Pemberley. You can help support our running costs on patreon.com slash thepemberley. And if you have any questions or comments, email us at thePemberleyPodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Pemberley Podcast. Let's jump into the things that we are currently watching this week. So, actually, last night I saw um, Blinded by the Light, Ooh. which is the new new movie directed by Garinder Chada, and she's the director of Bend It Like Beckham, Ooh. that wonderful movie we all loved. This is another coming-of-age story um, around a young Pakistani teen who's growing up in the 80s in England, in a small town in England. And he's kind of held back by his family traditional values, but like he wants to break free and be a writer. And uh, there's like this cultural conflict between what it means to be Pakistani, but then also what it means to be British for him. But he's a really talented writer and he wants to pursue that. He starts, it's like his first day of college And he meets this other guy who lends him his two Bruce Springsteen tapes. Mm -hmm. And he's like, whatever. He doesn't really give it any importance. But then he listens to these tapes, listens to the lyrics and is like, oh my goodness, (laughs) this is my life. This is me. I relate to every single lyric, every single word. And is immediately obsessed and it's almost like this link to the outside world, outside of this small town of Luton. So there's like all this internal conflict of wanting to get out, but also the obligation to his family of having to stay there and and help there. But it's a really great Film. It's a little, I think, a little bit uh, slow to start, but then once it really picks up into once he listens to the tapes and the music, I think it really picks up and it like just emotionally punches you at the end. (laughs) It's really
0: great, though. Um, I'm really excited to see it. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. Um, What are you currently watching?
0: So I've been in for a couple months now. I've really been into this show. Um, it was on FXX, and it's you can now watch it on Hulu. Cool. It's three seasons. It's called Man Seeking Woman and it's a very sort of fantastical comedy the sort of basic premise at the beginning is this guy, Josh, really just average white guy, (laughs) not a lot of, like, ambitions, doesn't make a lot, like, he's got a temp, he's pretty boring. Okay. And um, he's in a long-term relationship with his girlfriend and they break up and so now he's, like, in his, he's, like, 27 and he's got to start dating again. Okay. And basically it's his adventures with his best friend and with his sort of studious older and successful older sister guiding him through his dating life. What's sort of unique about it is... It's got very fantastical elements that you just have to buy into. (laughs) Like, I'll start watching. Each episode kind of feels like three short, different short films that just are about this certain thing. For example, um, in the first episode, his sister sets him up with someone uh, who is an actual goblin. And so it's supposed to be representative of just like, oh, I just, I'm with a girl who I don't really like. I'm not that attracted Uh to her, but she's actually a goblin. (laughs) And I kept waiting for this, the part where we were like, it's a joke, surprise, this is a dream. It's a real girl. But it's real. And like, you just have to buy into all, and there's a, later on in different seasons, like he really is into this girl who's got a a boyfriend and he's like, well, what's so great about him? And it's like, actually Jesus played by Fred (laughs) Armisen. (laughs) So it's it's quite funny, and just like a lot of random stuff like that a lot of humorous elements uh-huh. where you keep waiting for him to wake up and you it's like this is fake but it's like real
1: it, it's like the exaggeration your mind does it's like yeah. oh my goodness they're so gray they're literally Jesus but yep. it's that's
0: like, funny <laughs> but no it's actually <laughs> it's actually it's yeah. so it's it's very funny and so um, it's pretty amusing hmm. anyway back to um, falling in love hijinks yeah on <laughs> Emma Approved yeah. another seamless transition <laughs>
1: Previously on Emma Approved, Emma is dealing with a conflicting party the same day as Box, and because of that, she chose to work through Annie's baby shower. Yes, so the last thing we saw was Annie upset with her best friend for not being there on the day of her baby shower, the most important day. But it was because Box keeps going through crisis after crisis because it's such a major event. Mm -hmm. And now it is days away and uh, we're about to see the actual event. We're not going to see it, but we're going to see both kind of leading up to it and the aftermath in these two episodes So starting with episode 63, Mood Swings, written by Anna Avila. So Emma addresses the fact that even though box planning is going really well, Annie's upset with her and she knows that and she admits that, you know, she wasn't the best at balancing these two things. And Mm -hmm. the fact that her best friend is mad at her is her fault. She's kind of still dealing with a little bit of that guilt of not being there for her best friend. But I think it quickly goes away because then Frank comes in and is there to distract her from any bad feelings and is also very quick to help her not feel bad about it. But I feel like also she was at fault. So she should feel a little bad.
0: It's an interesting episode. Like Frank kind of hangs out for a bit. Yeah. And um, first of all, he was like, can you find me a date for Box Hill? Yeah. And I want to talk about this because we've sort of just a Officially, unofficially uncovered the fact that Frank and Jane are together. Yeah. I mean, it's it's antics like this that pr- show Emma that he's not dating. Not It's not even that he's not dating Jane. He's not dating anyone, right. you know? And so I also, I want to get into Frank's psyche and just be like, if you like this girl, if you like Jane, like it's one thing to keep it a secret. It's another thing to keep it a secret to the extent that you ask to be set up. Right. Why are you going out with other girls if you want Jane? I don't know why.
1: I don't get his reasoning for like going this deep into the lie. It's like. like it's like Inception that no one asked for. Right. We're like five
0: layers deep. Yeah. And I'm like, we know.
1: Everyone knows. Yeah. Except Emma. The fact that he even comes in, he's like in such a great mood. Mm-hmm. I figured it's because he just saw Jane and like maybe he was just hanging out with her and stopped by to see her. Mm-hmm. But he comes in super happy. And even Emma notices that and asks him it's like, well, so why, why all the merriment? What, mm-hmm. what makes you so happy today? And he's just like, oh, just being here, you know? Seeing you, mm-hmm. that sort of deal. Yep. Then Alex comes in to drop off more of Maddie's jams. Mm-hmm. Some very interesting flavors, again, flavor combinations that Frank hasn't tasted yet. Yep. He has never tasted the jams, it sounds like. Yeah, which is interesting that he's kind of avoided that. Alex asks what they're talking about.
0: Alex, come join us. Frank just came to talk about, what did you come to talk about again?
1: Hip hop. Oh, yes. Hip hop. Frank slipping up and like is bad at making any excuse now because before he'd be like I came in because of uh, I had to drop off a picture I had to bring this and bring mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. and now he's just like making no excuses
0: anymore. Now he's, he's just, just here and he's <laughs> like, Yeah. he's like a like Kimmy Gibbler from Full House. Yeah, where it's she's like just always why over. are you here? Yeah, <laughs> you don't work here. Yeah, and this is I mean this is where we definitely it's a good on ramp for Box because yeah. Alex drops off Maddie's jams. And Emma's, you know, Emma's never been a fan of the jams in her life, but she's been so good at pretending to like them. Everyone is, because you love Maddie more than you hate the jams. right? (laughs) And so she, you know, she's explaining this to Frank. She's like, oh, fun fact, I hate this jam. It's disgusting, but it's for the party bags. And then... I mean this is where Frank like validates the business stuff a little too much because yeah. he's like why would you put something in the party baskets that's not Emma approved like mm-hmm. why like if you don't approve this if you don't like it then what like Why would you put your friend's feelings over like a good business decision? And she's like, you know something? You're right. You've got a point. And he, oh, and there's another moment where she's like, try the jams. And instead of making him put his own finger in the jar, she puts her finger in the jar and he like licks it off of her finger and Alex comes in and sees this happen. He sees that very flirty moment happen
1: between them, which again is just confusing frustrating because he's like she's dating jane but emma doesn't fully buy into that so that must mean emma is into frank yeah so and he's he's like upsetting for him to see
0: yeah and almost it's almost like like a move like that coming from alex's point of view almost could look like so frank doesn't even give a crap about Jane's feelings, so he's just, like, flirting with Emma shamelessly. Yeah, like, yeah, that's 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 a lowball move. That's true. That is some low-road <laughs> BS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Emma should have said something a long time ago, like, Maddie, this is great, but... Not not for this. Yeah, no. That
1: was the thing where initially the reason this came up was that Jane pitched the idea of like, you know, if this whole farm to table thing is the the whole theme and everything's going to be organic, my aunt's jams are perfect within that branding and they would be great within the gift box and she'd be more than happy to make all these jams and provide them for the gift bags and mm-hmm. you know hopefully it can develop into a side business for Maddie yeah and that'll be something you know that she's branching off of too but the fact that Emma has gone along with the fact that she likes the jams and she's fine with that idea is something that she should have communicated to Jane at that point when she pitched it of saying you know what your aunt's great I love you I love Maddie, but for this party, I don't think we should have the jams.
0: Or just like, could she make some more conventional flavors? Right. Yeah, that too. The gross part isn't necessarily the ingredients. It's just that she mixes random flavors together.
1: And maybe that's kind of, it would be off brand, I think, maybe for Maddie to make conventional (laughs) flavors. So to ask her to do that could have been. But that's something that she could have pitched uh, Maddie too, because of the fact that, Emma's all about improving people's lives and their businesses. Maybe it could have been like, hey, well, have you considered just like a simple strawberry? Just, yes. Just a simple flavor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one flavor. There, just yeah. one. Yeah. And from there, you kind of bring people in and build your clientele. And then you kind of introduce, by the way, I have all these other flavors mm-hmm. <laughs> ready to go.
0: I've got, I could do better than just one flavor. I yeah, could have do try Java Nip. <laughs>
1: yeah. So instead of pitching that, Emma has just kind of always been like, oh,
0: great, your jams, yeah. yay. <laughs> and she's been like silently OK with it. But Frank is like, it's, it would be good business sense to just not do it. Yeah,
1: and does convince her then to like not have the jams there. Don't let your personal connections blind you into making bad business decisions. Promise me you're not going to let your guests anywhere near those jams. Well, But Jane said. Jane isn't on the company letterhead. No. She's not. The major miscommunication that happens here is that Frank has convinced Emma to not have the jams there, uh, and and we don't actually fully see this in the next episode, which is why I want to talk about it before we get into it. So the jams were taken out of the gift bags. Oh. Within uh, some I of I forgot f- about that. Some of the transmedia stuff there were there used to be a online Box Hill pictures, and you yeah. kind of get a little bit more of the story, and you see it unfold. Is the fact that because Jane and Maddie, especially Maddie, thinks it's a mistake that, oh no, my jams didn't make it into these gift bags. She takes it upon herself to start to pass them out. And that's where, you know, Got the it. major thing happens. So that
0: makes a lot of sense. Because
1: of the fact that Emma didn't communicate that to Jane, like, hey, by the way... I'm sorry, but like last minute, I'm not going to have your aunt's gems in the bags. Mm -hmm. So they saw it as a mistake and that's why they tried to
0: rectify that. But then Emma does something worse. So we should probably jump into episode 64, Box Hill, written by Tracy Bitteroff. I'm glad you brought all that, uh, all those details up because what's really unique about this episode, it's the after, like we don't get to see the Box Hill opening. This is just the aftermath. Emma doesn't really think she did anything wrong. Nope. She comes in and she's reading a smashing review of the Box Hill opening. It was a huge success. Everyone loved it. It went off without a hitch. Yeah. And then she kind of goes into this bit about but everyone from work was Acting really weird, yeah. everyone was having an off day.
1: Interesting. I think you just didn't notice past the glow of the event mm-hmm. what was really happening. She was <laughs> blinded by the light. <laughs> oh, the movie. That's,
0: that's great. It is a movie <laughs> and a song. Um. <laughs> Um. So she's, you know, kind of just baffled. She's like, I don't know why everyone's mad. Everyone like people need to take a nap or something, take a day <laughs> off. And then we see Jane Fairfax standing in the doorway, and she's not happy. She's she not. means her pose means business. She yeah.
1: She wants to talk to Emma. Emma's like sure. And Jane comes in and closes
0: the door this is something i've only ever seen jane do she did it at the baby shower she believes in privacy she does so she's like closing the door but she's like no no leave the camera on if you want to document everything they should know that this happened and you screwed up
1: yeah because once they really get into it um it's that jane is here to do some conflict resolution (laughs) and really confront emma about what happened and We don't, I think we kind of, Jane kind of circles around a lot of different things. She doesn't,
0: like, address exactly what happened. Yeah,
1: she doesn't say it, which is why I think Emma's also confused about, like, where all this, you know, quote, anger is coming from, but basically it comes down to... Jane being like, I believed you and you lied to me <laughs> um, because the points that she's making are that you said you're all about helping the world and bettering the world and, you know, one event at a time and all this good stuff that really Jane's whole life and whole work has been all about. But clearly the way they approach their work doesn't align. Mm-hmm. And I think Jane fully saw that at this event but again she doesn't fully say Mm-mm. exactly why like what's upsetting her it's more just like this mm-hmm. general like and i think it's been little things along the way mm-hmm. that have built up to this
0: there are two kinds of people i come across in my line of work those who truly believe that change starts with the individual and those who want to act like they do
1: it's been the fact that you know the bachelor auction human trafficking <laughs> how are you going to pair those two things together that doesn't make sense to me okay i'm just gonna go with it even within the box hill event she's like detox cocktails like how does that make sense (laughs) what is that uh you know like just things that she doesn't agree with ethically i think yeah um have really kind of come to really this maddie event that really kind of pushed her over the edge of like all right
0: that's it this was like the final thing i'm done with you emma It's really more, you're right about the fact that Jane is circling around a lot of things because she doesn't come out and say why she's mad because it really is more like a lecture. She's like, I hate it when people come out and say they want to help the world, but they really just want to help themselves and look like they're helping the world. And I was hoping that you were someone who actually wanted to help people. You're clearly not that person. And I've seen the little clues. You just need a few days off. Maybe get a massage. I'm taking that position that Caroline found for me. What? You don't want that. You have no idea what I want. She's leaving Emma for an inferior Emma. (laughs) Like, that's got to be one big blow. Well, in in Jane's mind, she's like, at least Caroline
1: is upfront about her intentions. Like, Mm -hmm. Caroline is fully transparent about what she's trying to do and accomplish. Versus Emma, she was just looking out for herself and trying Mm -hmm. to, like, put Emma approved on the map and build up their status. So Mm -hmm. maybe it is like, you know what? If I'm going to work for the devil, at least I know it's the devil Yep. <laughs> versus
0: like this secret angel <laughs> thing. Yep. yep. Where um, like, I'm well, because I feel like Emma kind of has this air about her where you think you can expect more of her. Yeah. And you can, but like you can't, you know, you can't expect more of Caroline. <laughs> Caroline <laughs> is really superficial. She's yeah. really into herself. She treats you as a project. You're her project. You have literally got construction tape all over you. And there's no secrets. There's no, like, I wonder if this is going to be different. I do wish that Jane had, like,
1: listed out her receipts of why she was upset with Emma. I know. And, like, I'm upset with you for this exact reason and this exact reason. It was more of, like, a grand speech. Yes. Overall of, like, why she was upset with her and why she's leaving. That was something kind of mentioned in the comments, too. A lot of people were... There was some Jane hate, but then also people defending Jane's decision. But it
0: is abrupt for her to be just like leaving the company like this too. I mean I think she's choosing family and her ethics over yeah, this definitely. job that she wasn't even sure she won in the first place. That was like yeah. kind of along the lines of what she's done but you know she feel I'm sure she's felt like a lot of her because her whole job was to bring in nonprofit connections. Yes. And I'm oh. sure she feels like it's not it's wasted there.
1: Well that's the thing it's like all her personal connections of people that she's worked with on I'm sure lots of other events, you know, she doesn't want to look bad in front of them either. And, yeah. and this is just another one of those people who like wants to look good and doesn't actually care about this cause. Mm-hmm.
0: And she doesn't want to put any of those relationships at risk either. I wonder if her speech was also a little bit about Frank. Because remember when we right. saw the um mm-hmm. sort of Frank and Jane Q&As happening? Yeah. Something we don't see in the main story at all, what we see in those little asides is that she's really mad at Frank for being a big investor in a company that cuts Down the rainforest. Was it the Richards? Richardson, I think. Richardson Inc. or company or whatever. You know, we've talked a little bit about how Frank has been kind of a bad influence on Emma and has really brought out this very selfish side of her. I'm sure Jane is also seeing that happen in him. And so it's, it's more than just being done with Emma approved. It's about being done with Emma and with Frank and like buying into the delusion that maybe it's going to get better. And she's like, nope, they're actually just selfish people. Yeah. And that's yeah, yeah. all there is to it.
1: I think that too is like that anger. It's the combined anger of yeah. Frank and Emma. Mm-hmm. And it just happened to be targeted just at Emma right now. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she had a whole other thing with Frank.
0: Oh, I ho- but- <laughs> I wish we could have been there for the Frank Like <sighs> to get... Just to get properly lectured on what a horrible boyfriend he is, you know? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Just like chef's kiss would have been perfect. So
1: Jane leaves. Emma is like really trying to take that in emotionally. She's not having the best morning. Mm-hmm. But then Nightly comes in. And that's when the afternoon
0: went from <laughs> bad to worse. Because
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she tries to shoo him away too, being like, I'm really not having a good day right now. Like, let me, let me be. But he has something to address with Emma too from Fox. He's so. a little more direct.
0: He's oh, yeah. A, he's a lot more direct. He's,
1: he's. Fully states what he's upset about.
0: Yep. He basically says that he's mad at her for humiliating Maddie. Yeah. And so that's why I'm really glad earlier you said exactly the logistics of what happened, which is they took the jams out. You know, Jane and Maddie were trying to rectify the situation because Emma, she's still kind of sticking up for her decision because she's like, they were embarrassing Emma approved because they were just going up to these important celebrity people handing out the jams and it's just like important people. People love knowing they're important, but they hate it when small people come up to them with their ideas.
1: Yeah. And so
0: she was like, she was doing that. She was being embarrassing. She was like putting the company's reputation at stake. Like we're the sort of hosts of this grand event. And she was handing out her jams like Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. And... Alex was like, how, how did he address? Here's the thing. I know what happened in the book was basically, I forget what the comment that Emma makes nightly in the book is just like, you can't be disrespectful like that to her because she's poor and you have all this privilege and people are going to listen to you and they're oh, going to follow you yeah. and you can never be rude like that to somebody Who doesn't have what you have? Right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. But you, you just found something and you're very excited to share.
1: So the actual Box Hill website that used to be up is no longer up. And Mm -hmm. those pictures I thought were gone, but actually, uh, someone had pulled all the, all the pictures and they have a blog post about it, which we can link to. Yay, fangirls. So this has all of the Box opening night pictures let me turn this around so we can react in real time so we have a nice photo of emma maddie and look at jane she looks so pretty they all look so
0: pretty yeah we have
1: (gasps) maddie kind of squeezing
0: uh, uh, alex's cheek and alex is in a tuxedo that's how fancy this is wow it is
1: real fancy And we have the Elton's at this party. Well, well, well. Senator Elton and Caroline Elton.
0: In a classic pose of like the wife putting her left hand on his chest. (laughs) Like, like, look at
1: my Here's my super expensive ring. Here's my ring. (laughs) And then we (gasps) see Emma and Frank talking and laughing together. Jane in the background looking at Frank being like, what are you laughing about? And also in the further in the background... Alex looking at Emma.
0: <laughs> and drinking. She's like, I can't watch this so Yeah, so
1: <laughs> this beautiful photo of wow. Emma and Alex kind of overlooking the city. We have uh, Jane and Frank in the foreground. And then in the background, we have Maddie and Jane who are noticing the gift bags or boxes, whatever it is. Um, and they see something or no, actually, she's pulling out one of her jams, <gasps> it looks like. Oh, yeah. And she's happy about the jams mm-hmm. and Emma doesn't notice what's going on and Maddie starts to hand out the jams. Mm-hmm. So here we see Maddie kind of starting to pass out the jams and Emma takes notice and Emma grabs one uh. of the jams. Oh, and this is actually one of the writers, Angelique. <laughs> oh, it's Angelique. Look at that. <laughs> and Emma has literally snatched one of the jams out of someone's hand. No one looks happy. Maddie is trying to get it back because she thinks, oh, what a mistake, probably. But no, Emma is starting to maybe mock the jams at this point because... Maddie looks upset. Emma's laughing with a guest about this. And now people like Maddie, Alex, and Jane look upset in the background. Uh, and now Emma is full on mocking these jams. With Maddie, Frank. With Frank, who is also like, ugh. And Maddie looks upset. Jane is trying to comfort her. Oh, um, Maddie so, looks so distraught. And you can see Alex is just like staring down Emma like, what? are you
0: doing? Mm -hmm. I'm really glad you found that. Yeah. So so we can watch it in action.
1: Right. Because that's, I mean, these photos, these reaction photos of Maddie are really what tells the story of her feeling confused and frustrated and then hurt. Just full on betrayed, really, by someone who she's She's felt like a a daughter to her, you know, too. And now she's kind of turned her back on her for the sake of appearances.
0: Um, It's just kind of another instance of Emma choosing what she thinks is good for business over her personal relationships. Yeah. Alex reminds her of that. He's like, Maddie loves you. She's loved you since you were a baby. She's done so much for you. And you repay her by mocking her in front of all of these like rich, like random rich people who don't matter. Alex... You are being so unreasonable right now. It's over. It's done. Yeah, badly done, Emma.
1: He even it's like the one and only curse word of the season too. Yeah, he like says this is complete BS,
0: and yeah. that's when Emma's like, "Oh, you're
1: you're mad at me right now."
0: Yeah, you're He's fully basically upset. yelling at her in lecture. <clears throat> you know, she's just gotten two intense lectures in a row where she's yeah. just been told that she's a horrible person and uh, she can't yeah. do anything right, and she's messing up and she's making the wrong decision. And it must be hard for her because like her first great miscalculation of the season was. With Senator Elton, where she gravely miscalculated his interest in her versus Harriet. And so I think she's been trying so hard to make different decisions, thinking, oh, maybe if I just go against my instincts, that's the correct answer. And she's been ignoring a lot of good people.
1: Hearing it from Alex is really where it really clicks Mm -hmm. and where she's like, oh, I messed up in a big way. Alex... Walks out and it seems like he's never gonna come back.
0: Well, because she's like, "Where are you going?" And he's like, "Out." And I don't know if I'm coming back. Yeah, he's
1: like, "Like, okay, a
0: little dramatic, very very dramatic." (laughs) But
1: he's upset and rightfully so. Emma does try to chase after him, but I'm sure he just like leaves. So Emma comes back and she just has a full on breakdown on camera. I would, yeah. She's
0: just been yelled at and told she's a horrible person. Yeah, and not
1: not the best moment. (laughs) Um, Then
0: Harriet comes in. Yeah,
1: Harriet's there to uh to help figure out what's wrong because i guess harriet didn't i don't know we didn't see actually harriet in any of these pictures she's really behind the scenes yeah, yeah maybe she was taking the pictures the
0: picture. <laughs> that could have been a possibility that's but... why there's pictures of them and no other guests <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> that's so emma's there to or harriet's there to comfort emma figure out what's wrong and try to help in any way uh, and that's where the episode ends and usually when the episode ends in the end screen, we see a little preview of the next episode. But in this case, there's it was a nothing. question
0: mark. And that was really heartbreaking. Even for me, I know there's more episodes and I'm like, yeah, Ugh. I know. Yeah. So this is complete rock bottom
1: for Emma Woodhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Um. She's messed up in a major way and really pushed every one of her friends, like that she cares about the most, away. She's pushed away Annie. Mm-hmm. She pushed away Alex Knightley. Jane, Jane Fairfax, who she's known since they were little. Yeah. Like, and Maddie, too. Like yeah. all these people who have really been in her an important part of her life for so long. She pushed them aside for the sake of like this one event and like yeah. more of like her status and her ambitions got the better of her this time. And even Frank really pushing that along and pushing her into that too. And he's not here to pick up the pieces. No, no, no. Just it's, Harriet. It's all, it's all Emma. That's taken the fall on this. Yeah. She's kind of alone with Harriet. Sad time. Stark moment. <laughs> Bad sand, sand. Yeah. Let's go into the uh, comments where we read original YouTube comments from these episodes first aired, starting with episode 63.
0: Lauren says, ah, there's the pot stirring Frank. I was expecting I'm never take advice from a man that nearly ruined your best friend's wedding.
1: Good point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Monique says, "Alex, you moron, go in there and fight for your woman." Right? This is the moment when, like, she's, like, feeding him the jams and Mm -hmm. maybe Alex could have been like, so, uh, what's what's going on here? (laughs) Yeah,
0: yep. Throw a chair. Do something. Yeah,
1: he could have acknowledged the fact that he saw because, I don't know, maybe he thinks that Emma's into Frank, but is confused that Frank is dating Jane. So he could have said something. He didn't. He just
0: walked away. I mean, in his mind, he's like, Emma's free to make her own decisions. And so he's like, if she's choosing him over me, then she's choosing him over me. That's it. Moonshoes says, "Okay, I know I'm not supposed to like Frank, but I still kind of do. Despite the fact that I know what happens, the truth is he's not as bad as George Wickham. That's true. I think he's just like good old fashioned, full of himself. Yeah, like really (laughs) deeply selfish. Yeah, and he is able to say things like because he is so like wealthy and he's got this company and these investors, he's able to play off his." selfishness is like I'm doing this for work I'm doing this for people I'm doing this for the company like it's it sounds like he's doing it for people other than himself when in fact he is not
1: yeah Uh, for episode 64 James Burn Isaac says and he had he had been live commenting so there was a lot of comments but this one had the most upvotes Uh, they pulled the silent end card guys that's not good silent end cards are bad I am a effing mess right now
0: I wonder how much he knew at this point. Like, yeah, I don't know. What, I wonder if, like, I because I doubt anyone had a script for what comes next. Yeah, because um, they only got those like a couple of days before filming. So, yeah. but
1: also, yeah, the fact that it's a silent end card. There's very few times they actually do that because there are. I remember sometimes in the Lizzie Bennet Diaries where it was like a dramatic moment and there was like the dun dun dun, dun and you're like, dun, dun, okay, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> too sad, too sad.
0: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Elise says. I hate seeing Emma all broken down like this. It's like we've taken a step back to the Senator scumbag incident. This influence Frank has over her is controlling, and he is changing her for the worst. Alex needs to come back and help Emma back to this person she used to be. Bright, happy, and maybe slightly less nosy. It's interesting because
1: I was like, I didn't think of Frank's influence over her as controlling. But I guess it is to a certain degree. And not that he's... Controlling her for his own
0: benefit? I don't like I don't know what he's trying to do, you know? I think he's just it's like part of the selfish thing where not that he's miserable, but you know how Let's saying misery loves company. Mm. I think that he just he's so in love with the way he lives his life. In his mind, I'm sure he thinks he's mentoring Emma. Right. Is it just because like just because he can that he's doing it? Probably. I I think he really like loves her looking to him for advice yeah. and for all this stuff. And, and he's finally had his way, you know? He's yeah. like, yeah, I've got Emma Woodhouse taking advice from me. And mm-hmm. he thinks – like, he's not giving her bad advice. He's giving her what he thinks is really good mm-hmm. advice. And um, he's just – it's deeply, deeply rooted in his selfishness. Yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then Lady Relaney says, Concerning Jane, I see a lot of people saying that Emma went out of her way to be nice to Jane. I beg to differ. Emma went out of her way to satisfy her own curiosity about Jane's life, and kept trying even after it was obvious Jane didn't want to talk about it. She wasn't being nice, she was being nosy, and I say that with much love for the original Emma and Joanna's version, both of whom are amazing. As for Jane yelling at Emma, I'm not saying it's professional, but it is understandable. All you have to do is look at Maddie's face in the photos to know that the jib hit home. And in that situation, I'd yell too, boss or no.
0: I mean, I think you're allowed to yell when you're quitting. Yeah, <laughs> like she's not her boss anymore, and she was. It was personal, you know. She like deeply offended yeah. her closest relative, and she had no right to do that. So this was a thing that kept coming up in the comments of people. Uh, some
1: people not happy with the way Jane handled this, um, saying that well. Emma has tried to get to know Jane, and Jane's always been closed off. But I think Emma only tries to get to know Jane on camera. Yeah, it's upsetting, and she's not going to open up to her. Mm -hmm. So, And and the fact that every time Emma has gone in to talk to Jane, it has been to get information out of her being like, oh, so how are you? I just wanted to check how you're settling in. So this laptop you got, where did that come from? It's Mm -hmm. always like this ulterior motive and never actually to get to know jane so yeah. that's why too so that's well, where we end it's a very sad the, the worst has happened yeah it can only go up from here Only. Oh. but uh this is a very uh sad moment for emma um yeah. everyone's uh left her and yeah. she's kind of out on her own thankfully harriet is there Yeah. Um, but that's where she's at right now this is hard this it is hard was. to talk about this was not a fun episode no no because all of our favorite people were hurt and they left so.
0: Yeah, everyone was hurt by emma yeah and who is in turn hurt that she hurt everyone else because she didn't know she was doing it yeah we're getting close to the end we are this is episode um, 64 we just need to make it to episode 72 yeah ah. this episode has been pemberley podcast pemberley. approved